Microphone check two one two, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite beard man, Bob Bay. We in the building. We at episode thirty nine, which means we're one episode from number forty. That's why I don't have a music career. Not that great singing, but I hope you guys are fired up. We're building this podcast one episode at a time, brick by brick, baby. Let's go. A couple housekeeping things, and then we're going to dive into today's podcast. First off, I want to give a big shout out and appreciation to every single person that listened to episode 37 of the podcast. I have gotten a lot of great feedback, DMs, uh, more specifically of people reaching out and expressing gratitude for the recent podcast where your boy was an open book. And he pretty much just, uh, you know, talked about his intimate relationships and how past intimate relationships and how I've allowed society's thoughts and perspectives to to influence me and the way I think about myself. Most times I'm really good. Most times I I can block that all that bad shit out. I can, you know, I'm saying stick to what I'm working towards. Um, But every once in a while I cave in, and so. I was weirdly anxious, excited uh, to do that podcast, and I'm so happy that I did, and I was so excited to just let it out there, put it out there to the universe, and it just feels good to be authentic, to be real, and to try to share everything within this podcast project. I think that's what I, I'm loving the balance, and I hope you guys and gals are too, of both the solo pods and then the podcast with the guests. I equally love both. They provide incredible value to me. And I love the process of doing both. And so I found a good little little rhythm right here. You know what I'm saying? We got the uh, podcast with guests every Monday. Start your week off with a little wisdom from some of the people that I've been bringing onto the show. And then Thursdays with Solopod with the Bearded Man. It's like my therapy session. So I hope you guys and gals are enjoying the content as much as I am creating it. Because regardless, I'm going to keep going. Foot's on the gas. Can't stop, won't stop. Let's get it, baby. Um, but coming off... The weekend, incredible, incredible weekend, as always, you know what I'm saying, still throwing myself out there, still trying to meet people, trying to build community, Uh, but I did record a podcast on Sunday, which I'm extremely excited to share out, which will be in a couple weeks, it's with a gal by the name of Nikki Kremen, you can check her out on IG, phenomenal story, Um, and yeah, I won't say too much, you'll hear about it around late November, and I'm just pumped that we're getting a lot of women on the podcast now because I want to try to balance this podcast out. I'm very aware that that was a problem I had with my old show, my old show, very male skewing podcast. But I'm doing my best to make sure that this is going to be equally balanced. And a lot of great women that I'm finding, and man, they are bringing the heat, fellas. Get your notepad ready because they're bringing some wisdom about relationships. So. You better be ready on top of everything else that they are bringing to the table. Just great, great, great conversations. And I cannot wait to roll some of this stuff out. Today we had episode 38 drop with Adrian Verdalt. He's a filmmaker, creator for the Nelk Boys. If you're not familiar with those guys, Google them. Look them up on YouTube. Check them out on Instagram. They are absolute savages. They are the definition of send it. They send it every piece of content that they make. And uh, man, they just are unstoppable. But it wasn't about Nelk necessarily on this podcast. It was about Adrian and his story and how he started working with Nelk. And so it's, I think it's very easy for us to see where people are in their lives, chapter 18 or 20, whenever we find them. But when you take the time and you get to learn where people come from and you learn their stories and you learn what it took for them to get here, it's really interesting. And uh, Adrian opened up about some real shit about his childhood growing up. And he deserves the success that he's had. He's only 25 years young and he's got a lot more fuel to the tank and he's just going to be a beast. So I was extremely excited to connect with him for the podcast. I would highly suggest going back and listen to that episode 38. And uh, I think it was, it was, no, it was his first podcast. I don't think, I know for a fact it was his first podcast. So uh, a lot of good podcasts rolling out, a lot in the vault, a lot more coming. The bearded man cannot, will not be stopped. How many times I'm going to say that per episode? Probably more times than you can count one hand, but I just cannot and I will not be stopped because I am my biggest hype man. And let me just remind you guys and gals, I have my weaknesses. Sometimes when, I, when I'm when i playing these episodes back, I'm like 
stumbling on words and I hear myself and I'm like, you didn't even, how did you not realize that you just did not pronounce? I, I realize that sometimes when I'm speaking, I, I, my mind is actually running a thousand miles an hour where my mouth clearly cannot. And so I think I'm saying something and I'm actually not. So it's interesting to listen to these podcasts back and just scratching my head going, Bob, hey, what in the world were you saying? You thought you said a word and you didn't even pronounce it. What, what, what's going on, bro? So know that I'm aware. Know that I always got room to work on, but it doesn't stop me. I just keep throwing myself out there and I hope you guys and gals are doing the same. Bam. All right. So let me remind you guys and gals before we get into today's podcast. If at any point during this podcast episode, I provide you any ounce of value, a little bit, just a little a little bit of value, or I, mean, or I make you laugh, or you're like, this is cool content, or it's entertaining, or whatever, insert something. If you enjoy it, all that I ask is please screenshot these episodes, post it to your IG story, tag me at Bobby, B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y, share it out with the world, tell them why you're listening to this podcast, and let them know. I know I'm like a broken record, I keep repeating yourself, every single episode, Beard Man, we get it, we get it, post the freaking podcast on your IG story. Do it. I need y'all to do it. This is how we grow this podcast organically. We're not putting any ads behind this. We're not doing anything except organic growth. So thank you to those out there who are doing it. Or if you left a review on iTunes, whatever you're doing, thank you so much. And if you're just listening, I appreciate that as well. So once again, any value, screenshot, post your IG story, tag me at Bobby, B-O-3, B-4, as in a while. And that's it. Today's topic, working a nine to five. Let's take that Let's, let's actually dial that back. Today's topic, how working a nine to five job has positively changed my life. I record these every Monday night, as you guys and gals might know, when you re- when you listen to these podcasts, I always give shout out to the past weekend and it's Monday, blah, blah, blah. Just so happens that when this comes out, it is October 29th, Thursday, which marks the one year anniversary of the Bearded Man working at Liquid IV. Let's give it a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Clap it up, clap it up. If you, even if you're in public right now, just give a little light golf clap. The Bearded Man has made it one year at Liquid IV. Let's go. And we have so much to uncover and talk about today because without a doubt, if you pay attention to me on social media or you've been listening to any of these pieces of content in the last couple months, you've seen how fortunate I am to have this incredible role with Liquid IV and how much positivity it's brought into my life. And so it, without a doubt, has changed my life for the better. There will, let me just say this. There was once in my once a time in my life not too long ago where I was telling the world, I'll never take a job. I'll never work a nine to five, blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to do it. I have completely changed my perspective on nine to fives. And I think there's a lot of value that most people don't realize when you actually work for a company or uh, an organization and so we're going to dive into some of the lessons and value and things that I've taken away from these experiences in the hopes that maybe it changes perspectives because we always think that the nine to five is a cool, is not the cool thing. It's being an entrepreneur. It's working for ourselves. And I, I get that. And it's possible. You can make it happen. But if you're in the process of building something and you're not able to do it full time just yet and you work a job to fund your passion projects or fund something that you're working on, embrace it. Enjoy the ride of it. When I used to be an Uber driver, I owned it. I claimed to be the world's favorite. I had data to back it up, but I owned that was part of my story. And that's what I do now with Liquid IV. I own it. This is who I am. This is what I do. It doesn't matter if it was Liquid IV or any other company or product. I would still own it and, and make the best of it. And so hopefully diving into today, it'll maybe change some perspectives on people that are against working a nine to five, or if you're actually in one, maybe it'll help you see your own job from a different lens because sometimes that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? You guys remember growing up as a kid when you go to the uh, eye doctor and they would flip those lenses in front of you and sometimes it was foggy, sometimes it was clearer until you found the right lens and and it was crystal clear. That's what life's all about. It's foggy, but sometimes we just got to change the lens and it gets clearer and it makes more sense. I just thought of that in the spot. Man, Bobby, that beard wisdom boy. He was a smart man. Um, so yeah, we're going to dive into it today, and I'm excited. So looking back on the past 12 months with Liquid IV, breaking this down into pretty much six sections, so buckle up. Okay, um, when I was first a 
considering taking this opportunity when I got the opportunity presented to me to work full-time for Liquid IV, one of the most crucial things that I did and that I do anytime I'm faced with a big decision in my life is I, and this sounds so simple, but in, in all honesty, it is so helpful. One thing that I did was I created a pros and cons list of taking this opportunity. So I think, first of all, huge lesson and takeaway. There is so much value in creating pros and cons lists when you're faced with big time choices. It can be very overwhelming when you have a big decision to make in your life and you're not sure, do I go left or do I go right? Putting this down on paper, writing it out and actually visually seeing the pros and the cons, it actually is helpful because you're seeing it in front of your face of the pros, the cons, and how they list out. So when I did this, when I did the, I'm not going to bore you guys and gals and go through the, the 10, well, when I did this back in October, I still have it on my notes app on my phone. When I did the the pros and cons of taking this job with Liquid IV, I had 10 pros and I had two and a half cons for the opportunity. So it was very easy for me to say, yes, 10 outweigh the two and a half, you got to take it. But I always, I always agree that you can override if it, if it makes sense. But looking back, there was only two and a half cons. I'm not going to go through the pros. We'll go into the cons. One of the cons that I, I saw was that my content wasn't going to be my top priority anymore, which is purpose in the youth. I had to pretty much put that on the back burner and I was going to have to reprioritize Liquid IV as my number one, my number one focus. So that was kind of something tough that I had to consider. Number two was that my weekday schedule flexibility was no longer my control, right? I used to drive Uber full time. I worked when I wanted. I built my own schedule. But taking this job, I knew you don't control your time anymore, bearded man. It's out the door. And then the other half con was that I was going to have to commute to and from the office, which at the time was 37 miles. This doesn't seem like a lot, but in LA time, it's it was about... And 45 minutes inbound in the morning and then about an hour and 15 on the way back. And I counted that as a half con because I knew if I take this job at Liquid IV, I'm eventually going to have to move, which I did uh, back in mid-January. So it, it, to me, it was a no-brainer. I was already kind of getting burnt out with Purpose in the Youth. I was already planning to put the project on pause. So I, I looking at the pros and cons, I go, this is a no-brainer, bearded man. You got to take it. It was an incredible opportunity, which we'll get into in a second. I was going to be working for essentially somebody that I had met through podcasting who I really admired and the company and the product and the give back mission, everything just checked off the box. Like you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. So I took the job and I never looked back. Create pros and cons lists when you have big decisions in your life. It is very helpful to visually see it. And even if the pros outweigh the cons or the cons outweigh the pros, doesn't necessarily mean you have to follow this formula. For me, it was the pros clearly outweighed the cons. You always have the ability to override the decision. But like I said, and I'll say it again because I'm a repeater, very helpful to visually see it. And that's why I've incorporated that. And anytime I got to make a big time decision in my life, pull out a little notepad, jot down the pros, jot down the cons. Number two. Another big lesson takeaway from the past 12 months, embrace the challenge of change. Let me say that one more time. Embrace the challenge of change. Change can be very, very uh, scary, uncomfortable, nerve-wracking. It's just change we can, once again, change the lens, the perspective. Uh, We can either see it as something that's very discomforting or we can look at it as something very, from an opportunity, opportunity, what's the word? Opportunity? Eh, I don't know if I like that, whatever. Um, But that was was a huge, huge thing that I had to accept that I'm going to have to embrace this challenge of change with taking this job. So there was two phases of change that I'll go into. Number one, was the change of taking the job, right? So I'm adding something new to my life, a new role, a new job. Like this is a big boy job. So I knew that that was gonna be challenging in itself. Up until this point, for the last three years before, uh, for the last three years, right? So from uh, pretty much July, uh, let's, I mean, let's make it easy. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, make up your mind. From... May of 2016 through October of 2019, I worked on my own time. Uber. 
So because I was taking this, I knew that I was not working my own time and that was going to be a challenge and a change for me. And I, 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 I do understand that we fear that change, right? Like I was even nervous about the change I was going to have with taking this job. I knew that there was going to be, this was going to involve me meeting a lot of new people at once. You know, I still remember day one walking into that office. I had a, a big smile on my face and I said, yep, I'm the new guy. Wanted to be known. The bearded man is here. Uh, I knew that this was going to be a challenge because this was my first big boy job. And I knew that this was going to be a challenge with taking this job because like I was saying, I got to put my content in the back seat. Can't be my number one priority anymore. This job is my number one priority, which let me just say now a year later, it's so funny how in, in moments when we feel like the you're just so lost in the decision, right? When in this moment in time, I knew I was putting the podcast on the old podcast on pause. I was about to take this, uh, this job. I knew I had to do it, but I was honestly like deep down, like kind of like, damn, I'm like losing my identity as a podcaster, as somebody who like shares his voice with the world. And it took a long time. It truly didn't, I didn't find that voice again confidently until probably July of this year, 2020. So what's that, nine months? So I kind of went under the radar for nine months, which was very necessary, which you know incorporated taking on this new job and a couple other things that we'll get into in a second. Um, but ultimately it worked out for the best because it allowed me to step away from the old project. It gave me time to sit and think a lot and think about the future of where I'm going. And it allowed me to reflect and go, okay, I do want to keep podcasting, but I actually want to change up the show. I want to rebrand. I started the old show to find my voice in the world. I found it. It's the bearded man. And that's the branding I want to run with. So had I not slowed down and reassess where I was going, this podcast would never have been born. And I don't know what I would have kept doing with purpose in the youth because I was losing the, the, the gas tank was getting low and I, I didn't want to refill it and I was getting burnt out. So let's just, let me just, let me just say from my own perspective or from my own journey and my own experience, even if you're in those moments where you feel like you're losing your identity or like you don't know what's the next step is going to be, embrace it because it worked out the best for me and I guarantee you it will work out the best for you. Another big change for taking the job that I that I knew I was going to have to embrace was that this was just a bigger responsibility on my shoulders than driving Uber. I was now going to be working for a successful startup. I knew that I was going to have to hold my end of, you know, it's like you have 20 people lined up with a log and everyone's carrying the log as if we're training to be Navy SEALs. Your, your boy's got to hold his weight. And I knew that was a big, big responsibility versus me driving Uber, which you know, not knocking the Uber drivers. It is there is responsibility, but at the end of the day, I was my own boss and I had I made my own calls. Second part of the embracing the challenge of change. I've talked about this before. Don't know how much I've really shared about it in the past, but essentially, I've had to change roles within Liquid IV three times within the past year. So when I got brought in, I was now. Let me just say this: I don't get. I don't care about titles. I don't think. Any of you guys and gals should ever let a title get to your head for better or for worse. A title is just a label for an organization so we can understand what your value is and what you do here, right? But don't allow yourself to be put into a box. So that's I just want to say that before I dive in. So I was brought in as a director of content for this founder platform, which was, was pretty much brought in to help build out like a behind the scenes team for Liquid IV and the team. That go about a month in, we realized, okay, that's not the right title for me. Uh, it just wasn't working internally. So then we shifted like, okay, you're not the director of content. You're now a content producer. And it made sense for the uh, organizational, tar organizational chart for Liquid IV at the time. So that worked out, cool. And then we had a third change of job when COVID hit back in March. So we go remote. We try making content work for like two or three weeks after you know we're now working remote full time, and we're just realizing like okay we're not doing behind the scenes content we're not in the office filming anymore. They had to reorganize the structure of the company a little bit. And to the credit of our leaders, there was an opportunity for me to step in as the podcast performance specialist for the company, which allowed me to essentially manage our media money media buying money to get the liquid IVs name out there. So, 
Okay, so the chat, the change from the content director to the content producer, there really wasn't much of a change. That move was just really a title change and then pretty much who I worked with or reported to, not a big deal. This change was a challenge. I was going from content, creative, fun, no real KPIs or key like performance indicators. Like we just are there to build really great content. Now I was switching over to something that was performance driven, something that was measured, aka the bearded man was diving into Excel sheet. The bearded man was gonna be looking at numbers all day. I'd be lying to you. Now, when I got when I was told, hey, Bob, hey, we're gonna switch you into this podcast role. We think you would do great. We know you have the creative experience of being the most slept on podcast in the world. They didn't actually say that, but you know, we'll just act like they did. Uh, you have the creative experience. We think it'd be great if we put you in the buying experience from the business standpoint. And we're seeing a lot of great progress for the company. You know, how do you feel about this? Blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, to me, it was like, cool, let's do it. You know, sounds great. Whatever you guys, I mean, honestly, at that point when COVID was hitting and I knew there was a lot of change happening in the world, I, I, that's another thing that I had kind of learned, uh, through a book called the surrender experience, uh, experiment. You just surrender to things that happen in your life. I could tell that from the, uh, from the, executive team this is something it wasn't it i think they you know would have made it work if i said i don't want to do it but they were very much i believed in them if they saw it and they believed in me then i i trusted their expertise because that they're the ones calling the running the show so me switching into this role was going to be was a shift at the time it was scary um i had to essentially learn the entire business side of podcasting. I had to get on board with our agency that we work with that helps us manage our money. I had to sharpen my Excel skills. I had to really attack my fear of numbers head on because that's part of the role. I had to, I was measuring results and I was gonna have these targets that I had to hit. And even in those first couple meetings that I had with some of our uh, VP of sales, I would remember I would remember getting off these calls and I would feel so I you know very fortunate I had members of our Liquid IV team that were there to help me and onboard me into the role but very early on I was anxious and nervous cuz I just I was getting asked questions that I did not have the answer to and I had no idea what they were talking about and so I kept telling myself like and you know fortunately I had t- team members around me that were encouraging me but I was just I was just like Wow, I have so much to learn. And now, six months later, looking back, I'm like, I can't believe it's now I I know the role and I still have a lot to learn, but I'm a much more experienced uh, podcast performance specialist than I was then. But man, oh man, I would be lying if I didn't tell you I was, whoo, I was nervous when I had those first couple meetings because they were asking me questions. I had no idea. I had no idea what they were talking about, but I, I, I learned. And so I, I think this is a great way to, to look at change and the challenge of it from a positive lens. Change equals discomfort and discomfort equals growth. Change is always going to make us uncomfortable. It, it, most times when there's a change in our life and no matter what area of your life, it's probably going to make us a little uncomfortable but it is in the discomfort when we really grow, when we really push ourselves and we make ourselves adjust and we're and we're we're out of our norm. We're not in our routine anymore. We now have to figure out something new and it kind of adds a little spark to life because you're like, I have no idea where this road's taking me, but I got to figure it out and I'm just trying to learn on the fly. So I would say surrender to whatever, wherever the path takes you and embrace the challenge of change. Just remember, change equals discomfort and discomfort equals growth. Woo. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, past 12 months, look what I've Third thing, boom. Business World Lessons 101. There's a lot of lessons that we're going into today, so I hope you guys are enjoying this. Business Business World Lessons 101. Leading up to this job with Liquid IV, I definitely would pat myself on the back for running Purpose in the Youth, the old podcast, from a very business standpoint and professionalism, the way I communicate through email, the way I would 
do my research beforehand, the way I would uh, send people Google Cal invites with all the information about where to go, where to park, blah, 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 uh, from the actual production of, you know, having a bed rudio, the bedroom studio from, you know, just, I, I did my best to run it as professional as possible. So I, I will say that that was something I learned a lot from, but then stepping into like working on behalf of a company that is successful, I really, really had the opportunity and I've had the opportunity to learn some incredible lessons. So within business world lessons, here's a couple that I think are really important. Communication skills are crucial, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it short, simple, and sweet. Once in a while I get these emails and it's just, it is a five paragraph essay and I'm not even somebody that gets a ton of emails inbound, but I've done this game of trying to get somebody's attention when I used to do these cold emails from podcasting and I learned early on, you don't want to provide all the information up front. You want to get, you want to give them a little trailer, get them interested to commit to the movie and then give them all the juice. So that's what I would do when I was reaching out to guests for podcasting. And so I'm seeing it today in, in, the, in the business emails that I communicate. It's always better just to keep it short, simple, and sweet. And if people ask for details or context, then provide it. But especially on those first initial emails, keep it, keep it bluff, as we call it uh, here at Liquid IV, bluff. Bottom line up front, keep it short, simple, and sweet. Number two of business world lessons, I would say patience for the process is necessary. We have to understand that people are busy. It takes longer than you think. Deals in the business world take so much longer than I ever anticipated. We see big deals that happen that maybe come across in the headlines. Or for instance, let's speak on the Liquid IV Unilever deal where Unilever step announced or Liquid IV and Unilever announced on September 1 of this year that the company is getting acquired by Unilever. And I think it pretty much closed up at the end of September, maybe October 1st. Um, and so... We hear about it, but I would guess, and I don't even know the true length, but I believe that was behind the scenes for probably, I don't know, my guess, 10 months, maybe 12. Business transactions and deals, especially depending on the magnitude of it, it takes a long time. And we can't, we have to just accept that, that there's a lot of, a lot of crossing those T's and a lot of dotting those I's. So people are busy more busier than you expect. So get like be patient with people in the process of communicating and wait at least one full week before you follow up. I've had people hit me up and then two days later follow up. The only time I would say is crucial to doing that two-day follow-up is if it's something that's very timely and you need the answer immediately or it's somebody that you're in constant communication with. Especially if it's in that cold email, give it a week. Let it marinate. People are busy. It might, not, it might not be the best time to reach out. And if you're reaching out two days later, it, it, they might get annoyed and just not respond. So I'd say patience for the process is necessary in the business world. Number three would be uh, within business world, do the work beforehand. It's better to be over-prepared. Um, I try to make sure that I'm very aware of my boss's time and I do as much prep work beforehand as possible. Constantly still getting better at this. You know, I have weekly and bi-weekly meetings with different people. And I'm always, they're always giving me advice on what they want to see change for the next meeting and for the next meeting. And so I'm constantly just trying to get more sharper and be much more aware, aware of their time because I know they have a lot on their plate and I want to make sure that I do as much work as I can beforehand so that when it's time to meet with them, we are extremely efficient. And that's really something that I, I, I give props to Liquid IV. Their efficiency is why they are such a successful company. Time is money, and Liquid IV knows how to manage their time. I'll tell you that right now. Also, too, within the do the work beforehand, it makes you look good. It looks like, not it looks like, it is a fact that you have a good pulse on whatever you're doing for the company or for the business that you work for. You have a good pulse on it so you can speak to it. Like I was just saying before, when I had those early meetings in the podcast and my new podcast role, my bosses would be asking me questions about certain things. And I was just scratching my head like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And they would ask why. And I have no idea of how to paint a picture as to why something was happening. And then as I've gotten into the actual um, 
expertise of the actual role, I've been able to paint the reason of why. So when they ask questions, I can say, well, this is blank, 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 blank. And it feels good. So I'd say, do the work beforehand. It's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. And then lastly, this is something so simple, but something that I think we just all need to be aware of. Just make people feel good. Whether it's the people that you work around you or the people you're communicating with, just make people feel good. People want to continue doing business with those who not only deliver and execute whatever they're supposed to do, but also then make the process enjoyable. I'll give an example. Our podcast agency, incredible group of folks. Every time I hop on the phone with these these guys and gals, um, you know, on a weekly call, I just try to make them feel good. Try to make them laugh, make them smile. You know, I mean, this this is business. We're supposed to be professional, and I keep it professional. But I also like I try to put time and effort and energy into getting to know them. They are a human behind this. You know, when when six o'clock, seven o'clock hits, they walk out. Well, we can't walk out of the door anymore because COVID times. But they're human beings. They have emotions. Some days are feeling great. Some days are not feeling great. Uh, you know, so it's like, I just try my best to make people feel good. And I try to remind them like, Hey, you guys do great work. Thank you for doing this for us. I, I, I try to remind my agency of this all the time because they do such great work and it, it's easy for us to mail it in and, you know, not remind those people that we appreciate them. But I think it goes a long way. And I've even, I think when you make people feel good, they want to make you feel good as well. But then also too, it actually works out better for you because I've even seen in our bit and the podcasting stuff that we do, we've even gotten better rates for media buying because they're able to push and get better rates for us. And I think it's because we make them feel good. So those are four lessons within the business world that I've, that I've learned um, from taking this role with Liquid IV. Let's take a quick water break real quick. And then we're, getting, we're in the home stretch. A couple more things and then, you know. Oh, baby. Nothing better than that high-quality water. You feel me, baby? You feel me? Fourth. Fourth lesson value that I've taken away in the last 12 months. Gratitude to have a job. Super important. Okay? Super grateful to have a job. Um, I think we are human beings. It's just, it's just our nature. We're always wishing we were somewhere else in life. I'm sure you can think of a time in your life where you were at point A and you couldn't wait to get to point B. And sure enough, you got to point B and you immediately start wishing and you and getting excited about getting to point C. And you get to point C and on and on and on and on. So I think we're always wishing we were somewhere else or we can't wait to get to the, another chapter in our life. But embrace the moment and enjoy it. Be grateful for the moment that you're in, especially if you have a job right now. Be grateful for it, right? I have felt so much gratitude for this job since I took the role back in October of 2019 because of the balance it was providing me, the financial stability, the opportunity that it was, the people I was gonna be working with, the company I was gonna be working for. I mean, literally, you just checked off every single box. But I'll tell you right now, when that pandemic hit in March, you better believe that was a wake up call for me. And if there and there was not one ounce of regret about taking this job, but had there been just an ounce of regret about taking it and questioning my decision making, COVID was the wake up. COVID was the moment I knew for up until that moment that I had made the right decision with taking this with taking this job with Liquid IV. There was not an ounce of regret in my mind up until March. But you better believe when March hit and COVID hit, I was extremely grateful. And I had people hitting me up saying, Bob, imagine if you were still driving Uber. What would you have done? My mom would ask me, what would you have done if you're still driving Uber? I don't know. And so I've been extremely grateful for this job for the last 12 months. But especially with COVID, I know how difficult times have been for people and, and people have lost jobs. I feel very fortunate that I'm in a position uh, that I have had job security because of the growth of the company. And so I'm um, expressing that to the universe, to your eardrums if you're listening. I am grateful for you, Liquid IV. Um, so along the lines of having gratitude for the job, I think it's just those constant reminders that we sometimes 
hear, but we don't want to really listen and or hold on to it. And that's learn to appreciate the good days and bad days. I, some days, I, most days I wake up with a fire in my ass and I get to work, but there's always those days once in a blue moon, not feeling it. Energy's not there. Just something, something's not clicking mentally. It's not the job. It's not anybody I work with. It's just mental. I, I, that, that voice in my head gets to me sometimes and I have to dial it back and I have to meditate and slow down my thoughts and remind myself of the great things that are happening in my life. But don't get me wrong. There are some days, those good and bad days. Um, and, and to have gratitude for the job, easy things you can do is go above and beyond with your role. Give it everything you've got. Uh, one thing I was doing before we went remote was just trying to be a sponge and soak up everything. That was really, really important and something that I was really valuing was getting to touch and see other parts of the business. Haven't really been able to do that with working remote, but you know we're adjusting. Um, and... I think the last thing I would say about just gratitude for the job would be, and I kind of stamp, I give a little taste of this when starting off the podcast, but we, we think that, you know, being an entrepreneur and working for ourselves, that's the dream life. And, and there are tons, once again, there's tons of pros and cons to that lifestyle. And, you know, I tried to live that lifestyle before through Uber, I guess you could say, but there is a lot of beauty in working for a company. And I hope that this podcast episode really gives people uh, some taste of what that value could be. Because like I said, a long time for me, I was like, I'm not working in a job. And it wasn't the idea of the lifestyle. It was more of I just didn't want to work for a company or a product that I didn't believe in. And so I was lucky because I believed in Liquid IV and I believed in everything about it. Um, But there's a lot of beauty when you're working in an organization. As I was saying before, you get to be a sponge. You get to soak up everything. Uh, you have people to lean on for support. I feel very lucky that I have a team of people around me that I can ask for help and support. And there's just endless of opportunities for growth in different areas of the business that you might be interested in. So extremely grateful for Liquid IV and the job itself, but I, I, I'm grateful for all the things that it provides and how much stronger of a business person I've become because of it. Um, So I think it's just a good reminder, gratitude to actually have a job. Fifth lesson, takeaway of the last 12 months would be routines are the secret sauce to success. And I knew this, but I really got to see it with working for a a company because I was was pretty much, I have guide, I have guardrails the hours of operation. Look, when I used to drive Uber, there was no guardrails. I loved it. It allowed me to, excuse me, build my schedule around podcasts and content that I had going that week. And so I could build it around those, build it around people's schedule. But with with a job like this, with Liquid IV, successful startup, there's office hours. So we work nine to six with an hour lunch whenever you, you pretty much want. So I know where I'm supposed to be and when. 9 a.m., I'm definitely on that computer till 6 p.m. Might be, you know, walking away to make some lunch or whatever. But you have those guardrails for when you're supposed to be working. And that is really, really crucial. Scheduling and time management is the secret sauce to success. It is, it is, it is. Um, and giving, giving and having the having a schedule allows us to operate under those provided, you know, hours of time. What it's allowed me to do is put time and energy into other areas of my life. So I know Monday through Friday, nine to six, those are my time. Those, those hours, my mind is focused on business and my career and doing my job to the best of my ability. Outside of those hours, that's when I, I can, I can change up my schedule a little bit. Like I know from 6.30 till about 9 p.m. on Monday nights, that's when I'm podcasting. I know uh, 6.30 to 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights, that's when I'm working, I'm editing podcasting. Uh, and then, you know, the rest of the schedule kind of gets a little bit adjusted. You know, Sundays for the last couple of weeks from 2 to 4 p.m., I've been podcasting with guests. So it's allowed me to focus on uh, build, out, build out my schedule so that not only can I focus on my work, but then I can also focus on pick, you know, uh, my passion projects or building community and going out and joining a running club or, uh, 
you know, going to a dinner with some friends, um, and as well as like scheduling out times of the day of certain days of the week, like the weekends to try new passions. So I'd say at a very high level, routines are the secret sauce to success and having a work routine of knowing when I'm supposed to be working and and when I don't have to be working has been really important because when I used to drive Uber, I knew that I could work as long as I wanted and I would kill myself. I would work till 11, 12 o'clock at night, get home, go to sleep, get six hours sleep, wake up, do it again. And I did that religiously for three years. There, I, you know, wasn't, it was majority. I would say easily 85% of those three years was that type of a schedule, six to seven hours of sleep. And now that I have these guardrails on my own time for work, life balance, building community, when I work out in the morning, I'm able to allocate seven, eight hours of sleep a night and I and I it I can feel it in my body. My body needs it now. So I, I realized that I neglected sleep for a while. And so these routines are for sure the secret sauce to success. Sixth and final lesson takeaway uh, from like the past 12 months, and I kind of mentioned this um, a, a couple minutes ago, but I, I, I really wanted to drive this one home because I I, I feel very fortunate. I think this is, a, uh, this is just part of me. I wouldn't even call it a skill because it's just it's just built into me, but I, I want to push this out there. And uh, if it's not something that's in you, I think it's a skill that can easily be developed within anyone. And that would be, Spread positive energy always. Whether it's when you're work, whether it was when I was working in the office before COVID, whether it's chatting on GChat now that we're remote or jumping on Zoom calls, I always try to bring positivity. Or like I was saying before, jumping on on uh, these these calls with our podcast agency, I try to bring positivity. I try to remind myself these are human beings. Yes, we're here to do a job. Yes, we're here to be professional. Yes, we're here to execute. Yes, we're here to hit our plans. But at the end of the day, these are people. They have feelings. They have emotions. You don't know what they're going through. So no matter what, if you bring some positivity with you, it can never hurt. So I always, always, always try to give and and push positivity to the people that I work with. And I just want to make people feel good, whether they are above me and they're my superiors whether they're below me in the sense that they report to me or whether they're beside me. I just want to push positivity to everybody. I just want people to feel good because it makes working environments and communities so much more vibrant and so much more happier and so much more positivity. We're we're here for a short time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to make the best of this of this experience and crush my goals and 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 push myself outside the comfort zone and really see my inner potential but I want to do it while I'm pushing positivity to people around me so looking back 12 in the last 12 months we have some of the biggest lessons and take takeaways from working with liquid IV number one would be creating pros and cons lists when faced with big time choices. That was extremely important with me taking this job with Liquid IV, going 10 pros to taking the job, two and a half cons to not, easy, no brainer, gotta take it. Number two would be embracing the challenge of change. Two changes that I had to that I had to deal with would be one, the change of taking a job and actually having a big boy job. I knew that was gonna be a change. And then two, even once I had the job, I had to change roles within the company multiple times and I had to embrace that. But as I reminded myself, change equals discomfort and discomfort equals growth. Number three would be the business world lessons that I learned. Um, Number four would be just the gratitude to have a job. I've been super grateful for the last 12 months, but definitely since March to be just very fortunate to have uh, financial stability and a job that I really do enjoy. Number five would be routines are the secret sauce to success. And six, and finally, spread positive energy always. It can never hurt you. Two BMC questions. That's beer demand community questions for those that don't know what BMC is. Uh, number one would be from Kevin Papilli, my man from college. Shout out to Bentley one time. He said, is live nine to five better or worse when working from home? Kev, great question. Kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the pros and cons. There are pros and cons to both. Uh, better working from home. So the only reason I would say Liquid IV is better working from home is because I'm in. Comp- I am 
there's no distractions, right? Now, and I'm going to flip this when I go to the to what I miss about work uh, working in office. There is no distractions, so I'm more much more efficient, and I get my work done a lot faster. Um, and I would say that I I love that there's no commute, so that's easy. You know, that time gets added back to my day. I would say that. During my lunch hour, I switch over to my own personal projects for an hour. So being able to shift gears like that real quick allows me to prep for for podcasts like this that I do on Monday night. Um, and I, I probably wouldn't be able to do that as effectively if I was in office because you know you're around people and you're ch- chatting at lunch. Um, so I think those are some of the pros. The cons though would be, I think one big con would just be being in office allows me to soak up a lot of different areas of the business, which is it, it there's a lot to learn especially uh you know I'm very open minded and curious in the business world and I would love to learn more uh about the things that make a, a company like this succeed so not being able to see that is definitely a con and you know seeing people I, I mean I'm a, I'm a big people's person so I'm so indifferent Kevin Kevin Kev uh I'm so indifferent about whether we go in office at the top of the year or we don't and it's not till the middle of the year because I, I just I I don't even allow myself to to have that game in my mind about well I wish we were in office or I wish we weren't like it doesn't matter for me I'm just gonna make it adjust and I think that is that's not even just liquid IV that it's just me Mr. Meditative like just trying to get really sharp with my mind and not let anything um, get to me so it goes both ways, but I'm, I, I'll be honest, I, I have just embraced it and I'm making the best of it. So no matter what happens, the bearded man is going to keep cooking up and, and, and staying busy. Second and last question from my man, Joey Pusatari. Shout out to Joey Pusatari. If you guys and gals are not familiar with him, he is the man that makes all of the beautiful bearded man IG content that you see on your IG feed or the clips, I should say. So shout out to you, Joey. He said, how did, how did you adapt to still continue producing your own content? with you know taking the job with Liquid IV for the past 12 months. So, great question, Joey. I really wasn't producing content until heavily until July. And I will say that's part of being able to work from home like I was saying. Because I'm able to work from home during lunch, I'll spend an hour and I'll work on a concept like today's podcast. I did all this within an hour, less than an hour, all these notes. And so that way, when six o'clock comes, I eat something real quick, and by six fifteen, I'm already fired up, and I'm in, I'm in the podcast. There's no misbeat. There's no me walking out to my car, driving home, dealing with traffic, so I can shift gears really quickly. So I think because I'm working from home, I'm able to do this. I'm able to shift gears with a snap of a finger and get into the creative mode. So, you know, I started it's the Beardman podcast at the top of the year. I averaged like one episode a month for the first six months, seven months. And I, I would, you know, it was good. I was just putting something out there. It was giving me something to do. But in reality, I didn't start hitting my stride until July. And that's when I've been going head down. So it has been, as as you've heard in this podcast, if you made this far, it has been a process. You know, I put Purpose in the Youth on pause. Didn't know what I was going to do. Pretty much lost my voice and my identity, I felt like, for a long time. And then July, I just had all these realizations. And I said, enough waiting, enough complaining. Get back to work. You know what you want to do. Let's do it. So in the end of the day, I think uh, we've adapted pretty well. And uh, I'm really excited for where this podcast is going next. Ladies and gentlemen, that's 12 months with Liquid IV. 12 months Thank you so much for that opportunity. If anyone at Liquid IV hears this, uh, you guys, I, I, I stayed away from saying people's names because I want to make sure I'm not overstepping my boundary, not sharing information that I shouldn't be sharing. And that's why I couldn't even give perfect examples of anything Liquid IV related because I know that I, there's a lot of things I can't share. And so, you know, to provide safety to the company and my own self and not get myself fired from saying something I'm not supposed to say, I just tried to dance around and share things that I know that, uh, you know, I can give you guys some context, but not too, too much. I hope you guys and gals enjoyed this episode. Challenge for you guys and gals would be change the lens on your own lens, on your own on your own face, your glasses, the way you see your job or whatever you do right now. Do it to the best of your ability. It might not be where you want to be right now, but guess what? You're there. You might as well embrace it. You might as well become the best whatever it is that you do possible. And know that there's another chapter. At some point, you will reach. 
I'll say it again, and I already said it before. When I was driving Uber, I claimed to be the world's favorite Uber driver. I just owned it. I, I, I still can visualize and remember those those days driving, and I would I would ask myself like, Am I ever gonna get out of driving Uber? Is this chapter ever gonna close? And there were times I'd be driving back, had a, I would have tears down my eyes. Not often, but every six seven months, I would have tears rolling down my eyes because I just I didn't know how much longer I could do it, and I was just I was ready for the next thing. So embrace it, embrace whatever you're doing and just do it to the best of your ability. Even if it's not something you love to do, embrace it and look for the lessons and the skills and how it's actually benefiting you. Whether it's the positive perspective that you you have a job and you're very fortunate with today's climate or it's allowing you to learn blank, you're getting better at this skill, whatever it might be, write a positive list of benefits that you have from your job. And it's going to help you see your job from a different lens. And you're going to be more grateful for it. If you guys and gals enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please, please, please screenshot this episode, post it to your IG story, tag me at Bob A, B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y, and share it out with the world and tell them why you enjoyed this episode. It means so much. I know I keep hounding y'all, but it really does help grow this project. Screenshot it, post it to your IG story, tag me at Bob A, B-O, three B's, four A's, and a Y, And I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. That's episode 39 in the books. We're out of the 30s. We're coming to the 40 at the top of next week on Monday. Liquid IV, thank you so much for taking the bearded man under your wing. Thank you guys and gals for listening to this podcast and dealing with your favorite bearded man. And uh, we got a lot more content in the way. I keep saying it, but I keep delivering. So I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, keep cooking up that fire. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sending you guys and gals nothing but love and positivity. I posted something on my IG, on my Instagram last night talking about I, I wish nothing but the best for people. And I want you guys and gals to chase your dreams. And if you're not where you are, where you want to be, keep going. I do this stuff because it's just a document of my journey. I like sharing my voice, but I hope whether it's entertaining or it's insightful or makes you giggle, I hope this content is somewhat inspiring you to keep going with whatever you got going on in your life so keep it up the bearded man is always here to support you keep chasing them dreams baby we will see you guys and gals soon enough it is bob bay your favorite the world's favorite bearded man signing off talk to you soon enough see ya